during this season of time, the Father wants to teach us holy habits hmm. that will bring us into the realization of the future. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, and we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so delighted to have with us our dear friend and pastor, Tony Kemp. He has been a papa to us. He's been an apostle to us. He, he, he pastors pastors now, so that makes him an apostle. So, but he's, to us, he's a pastor. To us, he's a, he's a papa. He's an apostle. He's a prophet. And he's going to be speaking at our convention that's coming up July 19th through 22nd, 2022. We just want to encourage you to tune in. And today, he's going to give us a preview of what he's going to bring to the convention. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so delighted that you're with us. We know that this is going to be an exciting podcast because this man that's with us today always brings something of wonderful depth and wonderful revelation of the Word of God and instructions on how to walk in the Spirit and how to walk in the ways of the Lord. So before we get started today, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and you can have access to our podcast player and information about this convention that's coming up. There's a place to click there for more information and registration. If you want to come to this convention, we're having it in our own facilities Jasper, Arkansas, it's going to be a glory time. Just plan on coming and, and spending some days and, and vacation time in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Uh, I know it's going to be a glory time, and you are going to be blessed, and your life will be changed. This is always a life-changing event. So if you can't attend, be sure to check out our, our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. You'll find us there, and we will be live streaming this convention July 19th through 22nd. And if you're listening to this after that time from the archives, you can go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page and look at the archives and, and catch Pastor Tony and all the other good speakers and, and enjoy the worship there. So, Pastor Tony, we're so delighted to have you with us. You're just such a dear, dear friend of ours. We're so grateful that you're joining us today. Amen. Well, I'm just really glad to be here. And Philip mentioned uh, the scripture from the book of Acts, uh, where it talks about the outpouring of God's spirit. And of course, the Bible talks about visions and dreams. And what I want to say to people is this, that um, visions and dreams are part of your inheritance in Christ. Amen. Ephesians 1 and 11 says, in Christ you've obtained an inheritance. And so visions and dreams are not just for apostles and prophets and seers. Therefore, every child of God who is a follower of Jesus, and I do want to mention one. This is an interesting one, since it just sort of appeared. <laughs> um, I go to bed one night, and uh, I go to sleep, and I, I see three people in a hotel. And uh, it's in a room, three people I didn't know. And then after that, uh, I'm in the, um, the lounge or whatever of the hotel, and I'm there with a minister, 
that have been pretty famous at one time. And so we're, we're having a conversation and he's telling me a dream. So we're having that thing. So I go to the um, state of Louisiana and uh, I ended up at this hotel and I meet these three people, one of whom ends up working for Deborah and I in Tonicate Ministries. Hmm. I end up literally sitting in the uh, lounge area or the open area with this fairly famous preacher. We're sitting in the exact same spot we had in the dream. Wow. And he gets ready to tell me his dream when I stop him and I say, well, you know, I've already done this. So let me tell you your dream and let me tell you the interpretation. <laughs> so, and it was actually, you know, it was true. So um, this can happen for anyone, anytime, if people will just relax. Mm. One of the persons that I saw in heaven, by the way, was the prophet Samuel. And if people remember that in the third chapter of first Samuel, he is lying down near the Ark of the Covenant which has the Ten Commandments, which is the word of the Father. It has uh, the manna representing the bread of life, Jesus, and Aaron's rod, the bread of the Holy Spirit. And he's lying down. He's resting. He's relaxing. And the Lord comes, and the Lord says, Samuel, Samuel. And so one of the things I learned from that is, is relaxation comes before revelation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they make the mistake of trying to get a revelation, when um, and when you try to do that, revelation usually escapes you. <laughs> People just need to rest in the Lord. Uh, by the way, um, Psalm forty-six and ten, where we King James version will say, um, "Be still and know I'm God." But in the Hebrew, it means let go and know I am. Mm-hmm. Usually, before you sleep, you at some point let go, and there in that rest, revelation comes. So the prophet says, "And the word of the Lord came to me, saying." I don't know if I'll talk about that, but it just seemed real good to mention right now, based upon what Philip said. Wow, that, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> good little spinoff. So, um, I don't know if you're going to talk about that at the convention, but but uh, what is the Lord putting on your heart to share at the convention? Well, there are so many things. Um, uh, in 1981, I got caught up to heaven, and the Lord said, pray for the United States. 1981 also. And I'll just simply mention this in passing, whether I'll talk about it or not. I mean, because I never know what I'm going to do. Um, The Lord spoke to me and said, persecution is coming to the United States shortly. What just happened in 1983, the Lord talked to me about a drought that would come to the Midwest. So he talked about a famine that would cover the earth. And we are in that right now. And the Lord previously had talked to me about food shortages. He had talked to me about water shortages. Um, you know, there will be, and there are, mm-hmm. um, food contaminations, uh, water contaminations. That, you know, we are, in some respects, in a time of Joseph. Uh, there are people who will need to um, store up food and water, as well as many other supplies where there will be shortages. Uh, I don't know if people are aware of this. Um, I was just in Southern Missouri, by the way, speaking for a pastor who, very apostolic prophetic guy, but he had a meat packing plant, had cows. And as soon as I get in the car with him, after we're done with service, we're going to his house to eat uh, barbecue because that's what they wanted to do. And he says, do you know about all of the uh, meat packing places that have been burned down? And he said there were about 45 of them. Wow beef, chicken, and there are lots of other things that are just going on. 
So, um, you know, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but I am aware that there will be people who will need to store food because we are in a, a time of Joseph and um, people will need to store up all kinds of supplies. I mean, you know, um, there's been a shortage of baby formula and all kinds of things that people need to actually address. Now, you know, even though I'm saying this at the same time, you know, the Bible says that he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And if people will store food and share it with their friends, their neighbors, and the loved ones, there will be food multiplication. Okay. Mm. Wow. Um, there'll be all kinds of multiplications. Right now we have gas going up. Um, I was at a church, and this is interesting, in Borger, Texas. Mexican church. And a woman there, her gas tank was on uh, empty, and she was going to come into church, ask the pastor for some money to, you know, to be able to continue on. And whatever God did in the service, I don't remember, you know, but I know she got so excited she forgot to ask the pastor. She went outside after service and uh, turned on her car and it was on full. Hallelujah. It was a sign of also what is to come. Yeah. So I, I got a revelation that there would be power outages and um, power grid failures. Actually, I had a dream about a certain place where it actually it's, it already occurred. And there, there'll be power grid failures all over the United States in different places, different times. I think most recently they had a, um, a, a power failure in Chicago. I want to say they just had one in the uh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when it was really, really hot. Um, I will say this, uh, I was in one state and um, something happened where the church had lost their electrical meter. When we got there to preach, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, when we got there to preach, all the electricity was on, the sound system was on, everything was working. And I remember after service, this is the thing that, that sort of tripped me out, is after the service, we were in a room and we were eating. I remember there was a lamp, there was a, uh, a, a, a table, a lamp, and a chair, and we're all eating. Now, the lamp light is on, but... It's not plugged in. Okay. Yeah. Had, I, don't, I don't remember how long they had supernatural electricity. Wow. Okay. And so uh, there was also a woman, she was in an apartment building, the power went off. And of course, you know, the, uh, the fire department comes and everybody's in the dark except for her. She's a, she was a saint of God and she had light on. So <laughs> what, what I want to try to tell people is that if we walk with Jesus, if we do Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, we will be supernaturally or naturally provided for one way or the other. So I don't know how I got off into that, but I think it's important. You know, I did have a series of visions related to um, crisis that will come, but, you know, uh, Christ will reveal himself and he'll be there. Amen. So, Amen. I just thought I'd show that also in passing. I don't know if we'll talk about that later or not. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we just did a podcast about food shortages recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yes. we'll, we'll, and it's, it was basically the same thing. It's not about store stuff because somebody said to store stuff, but listen right. to the Holy Spirit and Bingo. get the word of the Lord for what you're supposed to do and have an expectation that if you share, God will multiply. And not only that, but it becomes an opportunity for people to get saved. Yes. Yeah. 
I was in this, this is crazy. I was in this, and this is sort of related, but it's sort of not. I was in the uh, state of Texas. I met a person who had a dog that was sick, a sinner, who wanted me to pray for their dog. <laughs> and I said, yes, and I prayed for their dog. As a result of the fact that I prayed for their dog, they gave their heart to Jesus. Wow. Praying for a dog. Amen. Okay. So, I, you know, if a way to a man's heart is through his stomach, the way to some people's heart is through their dog. It's okay? true. It's, it's true. really true. It's true. So, um, I simply mention that is because uh, we need to take advantage um, of every opportunity to reach people for the Lord. Yeah. Yes. So, I, thought, I just thought I'd mention that. Oh, Again, that's so good. It, it, it may it may or may not come up at the convention, but it was just, you know. <laughs> wow. Well, you've spoken for us a number of times at our conventions, and we can put links yeah. to those messages yeah. for people if they want to follow up. But I, I noticed that every time you always start out with some other thing that that the lord just brings out of your mouth at the time that isn't necessarily the message that you're going to preach so yeah <laughs> this yeah, is normal yeah yeah <laughs> it's very very normal because uh, you know i speak so much i spend so much time speaking by the uh, inspiration of the spirit you know this is this is interesting interesting story and i probably should back up because it's sort of related you know god makes adam and of course the woman and says, uh, number one, be fruitful. Mm-hmm. Number two, multiply. Number three, replenish the earth, subdue it. And then um, he says to uh, exercise dominion. And so most of the time when we think about that, we think about them having children. And there's truth there. But really the word there is to produce, mm-hmm. to produce. And so then when it says multiply, it means to reproduce. And so then when it, when it talks about to replenish, it, well, we're talking about distribution. And so when it talks about to subdue, that means to overcome every single obstacle. And then when it says to exercise dominion, it means to lead, to govern. This is interesting. It actually also means to master. Mm-hmm. You know, your Proverbs 18 and 16 says a man's gift will make room for him. Yeah. And bring him before great men. Well, gifting is more about becoming than it actually is doing. But in the gifting process, when it says there to produce or to be fruitful, you have to be seedful first. Seedful first. And so because the um, everything produces after its kind, and in the fruit is the tree, and in the tree is the seed, and the seed is in you. Uh, the sower soweth the word, the seed, or the word of the kingdom. And so this is a time where we're getting ready to see the obedient members of the body of Christ be seedful, full of seed, the word of God, and become really fruitful and productive. But also that we need to reproduce and to reproduce after our own kind. I think that leaders lead, but they don't make clones of themselves. Amen. <laughs> okay. And so, and also to look at how we can do distribution in creative ways. For example, I'll be in Birmingham in a couple of days. Matter of fact, I leave tomorrow. 
Um, but then I'll be in Amarillo later. Uh, you'll have your, your temple sort of meetings, your gatherings, but you'll also have house meetings. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking about what I would call the supernatural process of discipleship. Now, typically what we like is we like sensational, spectacular uh, manifestations of God's power and glory. And there's a place for that. But I think sometimes we downplay the significance of the supernatural process of discipleship, um, where there is tremendous internal development uh, that leads to greater external achievement. I think that's one of the things that we need to pay attention to is in the season that we're in, in the past few years, has really been an opportunity for us to go through the process of supernatural discipleship and our internal development. Mm-hmm. I think people love external accomplishments, yeah. but this has really been a season of internal development. Um, so I think that this is a time to subdue. It's a time to learn how to govern. Now, let me give a miraculous testimony. So um, this brother I know, he has a vision of us standing on a county line, but one foot on one side and the other foot on the other side. This is the state of Texas, actually, it's Midland, Texas. And when he gets there, this pastor takes him out to the county line and says, on this side of the county line, they got all the oil under the ground and they're doing deals with tech, with China. And also, we don't have any, we don't have any of the oil. So the man of God, and they take him to the very spot where he had his vision. He puts one foot on one county line, the other foot on the other county line, commands the oil to leave the other side to come up to the side of the believers. Within one month, all the oil leaves and goes to the other side. Wow. (laughs) And they've got the wealth. And so this is what I'm talking about by what I'm talking about to subdue and to govern. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting is in the book of of Genesis, and, and I think this is important, the first thing that God gives man is real estate and uh, food and water, and it gives him four rivers. And so this is also a time when we need to look at the right purchase of real estate. By the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, um, big corporations are buying the rights to water throughout wow. the United States. And one billionaire has now accumulated the largest amount of farmland in the United States. Because Henry Kissinger said in the 70s, whoever controls the land controls the people. And so believers need to get real estate. They need to get food and water. And by the way, in the book of uh, Genesis, when you start looking at the four rivers and their placements, you see where wealth is. You see it's real estate, it's food, it's water, it's gold, it's natural gas, it's oil, it is precious metals, and it is gemstones. And it's all right there in that section. And if you look at natural gas and uh, oil, you see right there that Saudi Arabia is the biggest, Iraq, and of course other places here. So what my point is, is that believers can believe God for natural gas and for oil to be where they live. Hmm. So, I believe, so obviously the Lord is going to be doing some very creative acts for those of us who are aware and want to exercise dominion. Amen. Sometimes that means we have to speak to the earth to bring forth prosperity for the kingdom of God. Good word. Amen. So earth, earth, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, literally speak to the earth. So anyway, I don't know how I got off on that, but I tried to get That's good. Oh, that's <laughs> that tremendous. Somebody out there needed to hear this. Yes. Maybe maybe we needed to hear yeah. it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I mean, you know, I think in dominion, the thing of it is, is, you know, those things that be not can be called into existence. One of the things the Lord told me is that he calls things into existence. And then we have um, Job twenty two twenty eight, which says, you shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. And so I think we need to probably start decreeing more under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the Lordship of Jesus. Yes. Mm. Yes. Thank you, Father. Absolutely. So what else is the Lord showing you? This is fun. We're just going from yeah. subject to subject, and it's, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, well, it's good. I got, caught up, I got caught up to a council meeting in heaven quite some time ago. This is when the stock market was falling, probably, I think it was about 20,000 and falling, eventually went to 18. But in this council meeting in heaven, I heard that the stock market was going to go back up to 30. And of course, it would be on that. But also, there was a council meeting of apostles and prophets. Of course, the Lord Jesus is there. And so there was going to be a nine-year period. So this nine-year period, I think it would be 2021 up to 2030, and it was going to be three periods of three years apiece. The first three years was to create a harvest of harvesters. The next three was to create a harvest of disciples, and the next three was to create a harvest of souls. And so uh, one of the focuses that we need to have is in those three areas, harvest of harvesters, harvest of um, of disciples and a harvest of souls lift up your eyes the fields are white for the harvest mm -hmm. and so one of the tactics of the enemy will be to get us so burdened with what is going wrong that we fail to see opportunity in front of us mm -hmm. or around it mm -hmm. wow yeah. and i think that that's important to pay attention to yeah that's for sure. So how do you see that playing out in terms of harvesting harvesters? Yeah, I think that we are in a season of Acts 2.42, where it says uh, the believers continued in the apostles' doctrine. So that's your Hebrew 6, uh, repentance from dead works, faith toward God, doctrine of baptisms, uh, laying on of hands, resurrection from dead, eternal judgment, and maturity. I think that this has to do with spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. I think that this has to do with giving birth to spiritual sons and daughters, raising sons and daughters into uh, maturity. Uh, one of the mistakes that people are making is they are looking for um, the will of God. They're looking for their future or destiny outside of themselves. But the truth of the matter is um, every creation is programmed by the creator to produce the purpose for which they have been made. Amen. So the future is not really ahead of you, it's inside of you. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, uh, whatever the father requires, he built him. So he, his purpose was for birds to fly for, and so he gave him wings for fish to swim, so he gives them gills. And so what it is is this, this is what it is. People are looking outside of themselves for the will of God when huh, 
the gift of God was placed in them actually before they arrived on earth. One of the things I saw uh, in the realm of the spirit, I saw God Almighty. I saw spirits come out of him. And let me just point one out. Yeah. And so (laughs) the father would literally sing to the spirit being its purpose, the the convictions, the uh, visions, the passions, the um, gifting, the influence into the spirit being and would blow them into the earth. Okay. So what happens is, is the right. So first, first it's buried. Actually what happens is, is it starts out buried and then uh, through the word of God, through the revelation of Holy spirit, through mentoring, through fathering, what it does is it is discovered. Uh, it's identified. It must be developed. It must be matured. And then it becomes, must be mastered. And once it becomes mastered, um, that person um, who is basically has a submerged gift, has a gift that emerges and then begins to fully manifest with maturity and with wisdom. And so this is a time where spiritual fathers and mothers need to help people get there. And so, um, again, I'm being, I'm sharing a lot more of supernatural experiences than I typically do, but it seems to fit now. So yeah, I, had angel, I had this angel, I had this angel visit me and he had a package. And so he takes the package and he puts it inside of me. And so then I, that's when I knew that whenever I was home, I was supposed to do a Monday evening class and I was to teach people uh, the ways of the spirit, the knowledge of the spirit. And so let me give you an example of this. This is so very interesting. So there's a young woman, and she had a keen sense of physical smell. And uh, in fact, another woman who dealt with essential oils, I mean, she can listen. She can smell an oil and say, this has this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient in it. Hmm. And if anybody knows anything about essential oils, this is what people say. You know, this particular oil helps you with this problem, that problem, the other problem. Okay. So that would be the woman's frame of reference. But so then we had this discussion. You know, um, and in um, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, what talks about Jesus, the sevenfold spirit of God being upon him, right? So that's the anointing. And then says the spirit of wisdom, which, by the way, is creativity. And then the spirit of understanding, which is comprehension. It's the ability to put like two and two together. And then the spirit of counsel um, is knowing the mind, the heart, the will, the emotions of God, the the spirit of might, the power of God, the spirit of knowledge is to be able to see through God's eyes. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord is the, the character of, of Jesus, holiness, love, holiness, truth, all of that. But what, what comes out of this is, and this is an interesting discussion because I have a friend of mine who's been in ministry for a long time, and he knew a woman who had no sense of physical smell. None, but she could smell demons. So this minister is having a home meeting. A man comes to the home meeting who used to go to churches, and the woman smells the demons that are in his life. The man was a serial killer. Wow. Who had killed people in the area, was apprehended by the police, given a life sentence, and deaths of women stopped happening. Wow. All because of a sense of smell. And what it says there, and as I, I, Isaiah, it says, re- referring to Jesus, he shall be of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, but in the Hebrew it means quick scented. Wow. 
that I was sharing with this young woman who had a great sense of physical strength, I said, well, hey, you know, one time, this was funny, as I, I smelled faith, okay? And I was just like a hound dog, you know what I mean? I, I smelled faith, so, you know, who's emitting this smell? Anyway, so I said, well, if you got this thing of essential oils and you have a concept, an idea of the meaning of a particular oil, you know, like, for example, they, they may say this particular oil helps with this particular area, say pain or what have you. And if you smell that oil, then what's happening is, as you know, this person's in some sort of pain. Mm-hmm. So it can become a word of knowledge. Like, for example, I was aware of a woman. She could smell sicknesses and diseases. She could. She had revelation knowledge by smell. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you can smell that this person had a problem with depression, or you can smell if they had a stomach problem, a heart problem, a problem with their heads. And so, in other words, we're we're equipping people to be able to minister is the mm. point that I'm and so yeah, I mean it's very, very interesting in terms of in terms of smell. Isn't there something Amazing. what's that scripture about um, this the your senses being exercised? It is Hebrews 5.14. Thank you. I was having trying to look it up. <laughs> having your spiritual senses exercised to discern good and evil. Yes. So what you have with that is there's something called uh, neuro-linguistic programming, which is your brain language sequence. And it has to do with how you receive information and actually process information and how you also communicate information. And so you, let's say you have a person, you ask them a question, and first they remember by seeing it then they hear what the person said and then they have a feeling or they may have a different order they go inside themselves they have the feeling then they hear it and then they see the person well what it is is everybody is digital everybody has all of those processes but there are people for example who really able to see in the spirit they're usually naturally visual people and so what what one of the things you want to teach is you want to teach people how to access their brain language sequence and move it from the natural into the supernatural with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, and, and the other thing is, is a person can develop those spiritual senses uh, just like, you know, a person can, can develop their natural senses by, by use, by use of the force of practice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, 50% of what we do nearly every day is unconscious. So it's mm-hmm. automatic. Okay, so we have to move from the unconscious to the conscious to make, to reach potential and capability. Yes. So that's something also that can be taught. Oh, that's good. So you're going to do some of that at the convention, you think? Well, you know, let's see. Let's see, let's see what <laughs> let's happens. See what happens. <laughs> um, okay, let me share this with you. So I was doing the class on uh, how to see in the spirit. And so I, basically what I did is I said, uh, tell me what's behind me. And see, here's one of the things about visions. You have to look to see. Most people never look, so they don't see. Mm. You have to look to see. So young man, a pastor actually looks and says, I see an angel behind you. And um, one of the colors that he's emanating is red. I said, that's exactly correct. Because I can see behind me. Mm. And that's a story because your spirit eyes can see up north, south, east, west. You don't have to turn around. Mm. And so... We just continued to do these exercises and people began to see um, all kinds of things. Even the Lord Jesus actually walked into the room and people, you know, I mean, it's, it's just an amazing thing. So 
Um, and people now need to be able to see in the spirit and hear in the spirit like never before. Very yes, true. Yeah. Very true. Very, very true. And so um, what happens is, is once you develop your spiritual perception, increase increases spiritual power and authority. Because now you, you, you know, you, you kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we have, we, we have taught that and we'll continue to, to do that. So we, 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 have, we get people practice. That's tremendous. Amen. Tremendous. Oh. Well, we're kind of coming to a good time to close here, I think. Um, would you be interested in, in joining us for another podcast? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can, we can join you uh, for another podcast, and, and we'll probably talk about some, some other subjects. But one of the big things I want to say to people is this. We have underestimated ourselves, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Abraham <clears throat> was trying to believe God for one son when God was saying, you're going to be the father of nations. Yes. The father of nations. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that we don't realize the degree of spiritual power and authority we have. Example, I have a friend of mine who gets translated to Iraq way back in the day, in the desert. An Iraqi soldier comes up to him and says, will you pray for our nation that God judges it? He said, what? He says, the brother (laughs) says he must be a Christian. And then he gets translated back here. So he consults with some other apostles and prophets, and they said, this is God. So they began to pray into it and prophesy into it. Right after that, we went to war with Saddam Hussein. Wow. Who was persecuting Christians. And of course, you know, Saddam Hussein was killed and removed. And a revival was birthed that lasts literally to this day. Glory to God. And see, here's the thing. We're talking about... Uh, Ephesians 3.20 that says, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what you ask to think, mm-hmm. according to the power that's in you. Mm-hmm. Other words, growth is programmed into the creation by the creator and it's beyond what you have conceived and thought or imagined. Mm-hmm. It's already there. And so it's just untapped potential that a person can hear one word and then all of a sudden there can be a flash. And in that flash, (laughs) lights can go off, heavenly lights, and all of a sudden they can move from potential into raw power and ability. It was always there. It was always there. It was dormant. But revelation brings activation. So I think we're going to see some incredible things in the future. I have to say one more thing that's really, really important. Good. <laughs> that's really, really important. A person's decision does not decide their future. A person decides their habits. They don't decide their future. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. Mm, wow. Okay? And so during this season of time, the Father wants to teach us holy habits hmm. that will bring us into the realization of the future. Wow. A person does not decide their future, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. 
And so if a person can just, and see, <laughs> the habits that a person forms today determines the stories they tell tomorrow. <laughs> That's the truth. Wow. Okay. okay. And so I, I, the Lord is going to be dealing with people about their habits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he wants them to have more miraculous stories to tell tomorrow. Beautiful. I just thought I I would just mention that in passing. You know, uh, we just had Rona on last week's podcast, and Uh she's Rona Sparopoulos is going to be speaking at the convention. And we asked her, you know, what what is the Lord speaking to you to bring to this convention? And and there were two primary uh, subjects, and one of them is holiness. And not, yeah. you know, physical holiness, but holiness in terms of relationship with the Lord, intimacy with the Lord that brings a change yeah. in your life. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the other thing was that God is, has been dealing with us about little things that we've kind of ignored or mm-hmm. brushed under the carpet, you know, and, and, and yes. God really wants us to deal with those things. So this, this goes exactly with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I was in the uh, state of Louisiana. I was at a, a house of the spiritual son. His name is Tom Jones, not the singer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know where he was, was at, but the Lord opens up my eyes and have this angel come and visit me. And this angel talks to me about you, you, you have to preach repentance. So the first subject was repentance, which simply means to change your mind, by the way. Right. And then his, his, he said, after repentance, you have to preach holiness. And so, and then the angel's gone, and then Jesus appears. When Jesus appears, of course, he's about six feet tall. He has chocolate brown hair. He has a, uh, a, a chocolate brown mustache and beards, uh, white robe. <laughs> And this is what he says to me, his personal message to me. He says, I've given you the power and the authority to follow me. Then he says, if you will follow me, you will become like me. Hmm. Remember, repentance comes first and then holiness. And then he says, if you become like me in life, you will become like me in ministry. Hmm. And so then that became the, a, a theme in my mind of repentance, holiness, and godlikeness. Yes. In other words, to follow Jesus. And so this is a very, very important thing. And, uh, you know, this is uh, something that I think we need to pay attention to. We agree. Now, now here's the thing. Could there be a relationship between habits and harvest? Hmm. I'll let that set. (laughs) That's something to meditate on and take before the Lord. Yeah. Yes, because the Father has habits, Jesus has habits, and even the Holy Spirit has habits. Just, just saying. So we just need to line up our habits with his habits. Mm-hmm. It is. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. But that has to do with the habitation of God's glory. Mm-hmm. Habit- he, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High yeah. shall abide. Under the shadow mm-hmm. of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I'll just leave it right there. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's a good place. That's to stop. powerful. Yeah. Well, we want to encourage people to uh, find you on on the internet at TonyKemp.com, and they can find you on YouTube. You're doing TV on a regular basis, but you're recording it to YouTube. So, so go to YouTube and search for Pastor Tony Kemp. We will put a 
a link to it in the show notes been below here. And, uh, and you have six books that you've written. Are those all available on your website? Well, um, yeah, they, what they'll do is they can just go Tony Kemp books because that's for profit. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. actually separate from it. So it's for profit. So they could, if they go Tony Kemp books and then, um, you know, also we're having our own supernatural conference, August the 3rd through the 6th there in Bloomington, Illinois, and they can go to the website and they'll see that. Yes, Amen. we're planning to be there. Amen. I can't <laughs> wait to see you. <laughs> well, you'll come to our place first. Yeah, so, I'll come to your place and you come you, to mine. Yes, and we're just going to have glory time after glory time. We're yeah. fully yeah. expecting the Holy yes. Spirit to oh, move yeah. in a powerful way. Yeah. Would you pray for our listeners before we close? Yes, yes. So, Holy Father, we are bringing your sons and daughters before you. And Father, I am praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to flood their hearts and their minds with light. And Father, I'm praying that they'll have the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and understanding given by the Holy Spirit. Holy Father, you said concerning David (laughs) in the word of God, that he was a man after your own heart. And Father, in Hebrew, that means a man after your own mind. Mm-hmm. And so, so, Lord, David saw your heart and your mind. And that's why he was able to serve you successfully in this generation. Amen. So, Lord, I'm asking that the spirit of knowledge and wisdom and understanding would come into the hearts and minds of your people so that they'll know your heart and your mind. So they will harmonize and symphonize with you. And so that, Lord, they'll develop by revelation holy habits that will cause them to harmonize with you so that they can bring more of heaven into the earth. Yes. Thank you. And, Father, I thank you that you have done it, you're doing it, and, Father, you're going to do it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we look forward to the next one. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.